Lakers marched into Miami with a three games to two lead, looking to finish off LeBron James and the defending world champion Heat. What followed was one of the greatest games in NBA Finals history. We live game six of the 2013 NBA Finals, Saturday at 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio 1380 at 100.9 FM. Broadcasting live from the Indiana Physical Therapy Studios. This is Sports Central. WKJG AM Fort Wayne. ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on ESPN Radio 1380 AM and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports for a Saturday, June 6, 2020. Beautiful Saturday morning out there. Uh, get out and... Uh be active today, if you will. Along with producer co-host Justin Kenny, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. And as always, Talking Sports is brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Well, an interesting week uh, locally. It looks like uh, from uh, the Journal Gazette this morning, the NAIA is going to have a fall season of sports. Albeit a, a kind of a fragmented one, a, a reduced size. I know the football team is going to be uh, given nine games to play, but uh, some of the other fall sports as well. Same thing. What do you know, Justin, about uh, high school sports and, and what they are looking at as far as getting things rolling for the high schools and the IHSAA? Well, IHSAA came down yesterday as part of the Indiana Department of Health and and putting down some guidelines on what they expect the uh, fall season to look like. And a lot of similar to what we've seen in the state with Governor Eric Holcomb, really a step-by-step return with with, uh, players coming back uh, in the first week of July for practice and then kind of incrementally working back until, uh, you know, Games can be played in mid-August, and not just football, but um, you know, soccer and tennis and golf and all that stuff. So, I think it's going to be a fascinating thing to watch. Just exactly what Friday nights in particular look like. We've mm-hmm. seen the IHSAA say, you know, there will be fans, but have to follow social distancing guidelines. What do those look like in August? Um, also, I've seen a tidbit where food that's distributed will have to be pre-packaged. Uh, so there won't be, at least right now, hot dogs and popcorn and all that stuff. It'll have to be prepackaged, and the people giving it out will have to have masks and other PPE stuff. So uh, it's going to look different, but how different does it look like? And, and with still two months to go before we get the high school football season started, there's a lot of unilateral um, kind of approach to it in terms of what we could see, what we could have, but it's going to be different. That's it is. Sure. Well, and you talked about the food, the, the prepackaged. So your, your box of popcorn becomes your cellophane bag yeah. of popcorn that you're going to have to buy, let's say, from an outside or so that the, the venues are going to have to buy from outside vendors, um, cutting into margin. For yeah. them, and a lot of that is where you know the booster clubs and things run concessions, and that's how revenue is generated for a lot of these sports. Do you see that a lot of uh, high school sports basically uh, 
folding up. I mean, that uh, just can't financially do it. Yeah. I mean, you're looking, you're seeing already the effects uh, at a higher level at the university level where colleges across the country are already dropping sports because financially they can't uh, sustain them. And I think you're going to see the same thing in high school for the very reasons that you said with gate money that basically um, finances the entire athletic department. We Mm -hmm. talked about college football and why college football has to happen because it finances basically everything. Every other sport at a university. And you're in the same case at the high school level with football and basketball. And a lot of the gate money that comes in buys equipment for the other sports. It's just the way it is. And you mentioned even the booster clubs that make money. And, you know, the band, the marching bands that make money at the concession stands and stuff. What do they do? So I think you're definitely going to see a trickle-down effect if those that income is substantially cut come fall and even if they do have fans allowed in uh, with social distancing or not but how many people are comfortable going to a football game in august right i mean a lot of this talk is okay well once this all this stuff is is uh, lifted then people will just come back and flock back and i don't think that's the case so even if there are no restrictions how many people are going to come to games particularly when you can get online and either watch or listen to a lot of these games you know, it, and it's funny, though, because of the risk-reward factor, if you will, and I hate to minimize it to that, but let's say people coming back to high school football, you know, there is, yes, that uh, that caution being observed about, I don't know if I want to be in a social setting with a lot of people. But then on the other side of the coin, oh, my goodness, I miss sports so <laughs> right? badly. Yeah. You know, and, and I miss the competition. I miss the camaraderie. I miss being out amongst people like that. You know, then, you know, there are some that are going, hey, I'm staying away. Because, you know, as we as we see now, COVID-19 cases are, are spiking the hospital. You know, the, the headline in the paper this morning, the hospitals are full because elective surgeries have returned. But then so have cases of COVID-19. So it's still there. Yeah. It, we're, we're still contracting it. You know, we're still getting it. But then, you know, people are, are starting to a little bit uh, slowly go about their somewhat regular lives. But it still is tough because people... Uh, are missing sports in the worst way would they you know would they compromise their health potentially in order to support high school sports or collegiate sports you know and we talk about collegiate sports uh my goodness you know we had programs all across the country that were starting to fold and in jeopardy of folding pre-covid 19 yeah now with all of this i think sometimes it's going to be a foregone conclusion for some athletic departments to say we just can't do it financially yeah and i think you're going to have a melting pot of different people at that that look at covid 19 and the risk and reward in a bunch of different ways when they go out to these games so i kind of compare it to when you go to the grocery store and you have people that are masked up and really cautious you have people that are kind of in the middle and then you have people that just don't care right Mm -hmm. and it's a fascinating mix of those three types of people in one spot because it can cause some issues and i think you're gonna have the same thing in any large gathering of people you're gonna have the people that are very cautious the people that are middle of the road and the people that aren't taking any precautions whatsoever when you mix mix all of them together it can be a volatile situation
Right. So I think you're going to have those cases, too. Um, and, you know, people, if, if they're required to wear masks, but they don't or um, a bunch of different things, it's just uh, it's it's going to be a complicated situation. Even two months down the road, I just don't see all of this you know, being cleaned up. Yeah. And, and what about people in the early stages of perhaps showing symptoms and still thinking, ah, it's nothing. Yeah. Or maybe anyway. not showing symptoms and, and having it. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it, you know, football games in particular bring out the entire gamut of of age groups. Right. You have young kids. Right. You have parents. You have grandparents. And you look at the older demographics that are most at risk of this thing. So. You know, how do grandparents approach it? Are they going to go out and watch, you know, Tim or Sally at their athletics games when, yes, they may be around people that aren't at risk in terms of being fatal with the COVID-19 virus, but they are and they could be carriers and get it. So, um, you know, you look at it with, yeah, it's not going to touch me or if I get it, I'll be fine. But you can be a carrier to people that that aren't right. So it's all a, a, a very delicate situation. And we see, at least as of yesterday, a pathway back to fall athletics. Mm-hmm. But by no means are is it perfect. I, I imagine it'll change between now and August. And I don't think everything will be, quote unquote, normal once we do get started. Yeah. And, and there, once again, we say this almost every week that. There are so many more questions that have to be answered before we can go forward because of the fact we've never done this before. Yeah, right. And I think we talk so much about sports here for good reason, but everybody that's a parent out there is wondering what the school year is going to look like come August Mm -hmm. and whether it's going to be staggered days or staggered times during the days because a lot of parents need to figure out where their kids are going to be going, right? Whether they're going to be at school and they're wearing masks all the time and they go back to normal or they're all at home doing social distancing and doing e-learning, a combination of both. I mean, I think that's where every single parent is wondering when they're going to find out what the school year is going to look like and what they're going to do with their kids as opposed to when they're working, when they're supposed to be at school. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. And because prior to all of this, there was a system. There was you know, there, there was something that uh, was already normally taking place. Now you come back and, it, it, yeah, you come back and, oh, the rules have changed. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, you know, my son in particular, he, he goes to the Y after school. All of a sudden, if school's normal, do we feel comfortable going to the Y? where there's hundreds of people at the Jorgensen Y at any time. That place is a madhouse. So even those things that you took for granted, just you can't anymore. And it's uh, it's wild. I mean, it feels like COVID has kind of been put on the back burner the, the last couple of weeks, but it's still there. It's still there. And it's it's still, from all indications, you know, as, as dangerous as ever. Yeah. 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply text line, 46862. Please put TS in your message. Uh, just getting things underway this morning on Talking Sports for June 6th, 2020. Should be a beautiful day out today. And uh, I'm probably going to get some uh, activities in. I know I got the grass cut earlier in the week. so Nice. I didn't cut mine this week because it was so humid, so I was kind of waiting for this weekend. So I'm not, I may have to water. Uh, yeah. I may have to water it early tomorrow morning, or but uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm not, you know, I'm, if it's my neighbor's grass and my grass, I'm always going to come in a distant <laughs> second. And even yeah, so uh, well, but 
anyway, we will do that. But uh, if you have a thought, a comment, a suggestion, an opinion, um, give it to us uh, regarding local sports at 46862, 46862. Please put TS in your message. Don't forget, our show is podcast on Spotify, on uh, Google, uh, Apple, all over the place. Um, we have the uh, ESPNFortWayne.com as well. So uh, ESPNFortWayne.com will uh, will take you to the podcast pages of all the shows that you will see here uh, or hear here uh, on uh, ESPN Radio 1380. So uh, it's uh, always nice to go back and be able to review if, uh, if there was a specific guest. And talk about guests. We have guests today. We are going to be talking with Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. Uh, we talked with him last week and, and didn't get a chance. They have uh, an initiative going where they are uh, selling ballpark food. And it's quite uh, quite the undertaking, and uh, they are going to be doing it once again. We're going to talk to Mike a little bit about that initiative, uh, how it got started, where it came from, and uh, and where it's going. So, I mean, it's going to be uh, uh, very interesting and in how you can take part in that. We're also going to talk to Tim Bauman, president of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, and just uh, late Thursday, the G League came out and announced that the uh, rest of the regular season has been canceled. Now, it's been quite a while uh, since we heard from the G League, but the G League had to wait for the NBA to make some kind of uh, definite statement as to their return and uh, or if they were returning. So uh, Adam Silver and company made their announcement, and then uh, Sharif Abdurrahim, uh, commissioner of the G League, then uh, made that announcement uh, subsequently. So uh, we'll talk to Tim Bauman a little bit about that and uh, what things look like moving forward. Then we're going to talk to Blake Sebring, sports writer, author, historian. Um, he's got a series going on the Journal Gazette and journalgazette.net um, uh, about, you know, if Fort Wayne was to have a local sports hall of fame, you know, who would be in it? How big would this thing be? And we've been talking to him the last several weeks. And there's always something interesting that Blake will come up with as well. As well as uh, uh, he will he will opine on current events as well. So we love talking to Blake, too. So we're going to go ahead and do all of that before 10 o'clock. Believe me, stay with us. We're going to go ahead and uh, take our first time out of the morning. But before we do, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. We live out in, uh, I guess you could call it a rural area. Uh, there's as many buggies as there are cars uh, out where I live. And uh, uh, the water is, um, well, it, it's okay. It's not in the water. So we called Culligan to find out when we moved in. They did the water testing and showed us uh, on the chart, here's where your water is, here's where good water is. And there was a little bit of a distance there. So uh, we said, well, what can we do? So they, they put in a water softener for us, a high-efficiency water softener. This thing is awesome. Uh, you, you don't hear it. You don't. Uh, you, you just see it in the garage. It's great. And then we have a reverse osmosis drinking water system too, to take care of the dissolved solids in the water as well, to make our tap water just as pristine as bottled drinking water can be. It is wonderful. Diane loves it. She only feeds that type of water to our animals, and. Uh, 
and they, they seem to be fine. So uh, anyway, give Culligan of Fort Wayne a call today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668, Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professional. Professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get up to a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase select Superstart batteries. With high-cranking power and reserve capacity, Superstart batteries provide all the power your vehicle demands and more. Turn the key with confidence. Superstart batteries only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals, because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Welcome back 
to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, June 6, 2020. That's Justin Kenny. I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until 10 o'clock this morning. If you have a question, comment, suggestion, opinion, rant, etc., 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 regarding local sports, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. And if you have a question for any of our guests, now, specifically, if you have a question for Mr. Mike Nutter, president of the GM of the Fort Wayne Tin Gaps, because on the Talkin' Sports phone line presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne, give your people Culligan water, is Mr. Mike Nutter live from Cincinnati, Ohio. Mike, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Back on with you guys. I had a blast last week. I'll try and keep the answers shorter this week so we can get through more stuff. Well, and I wanted to, you are at your son's baseball tournament right now in Cincinnati, Ohio. Can you share with us how different this tournament is from past tournaments? I'm making any political statements here. Enough of that going on in our country. But just to talk on the baseball actually very similar and so buddies from all on Fort Wayne and Allen on Whitley County uh, play at 16 youth so they're all going to be juniors in high school we're over here it was originally going to be hosted by Xavier University nobody's able to play on their field right now with the colleges uh, being closed in a different period for recruiting and other than that Jim at the games themselves it's just about the exact same. We, uh, we expected maybe we to come out. They've done the standard two and multiple positions. There's high fives. There's no handshake lines after the game. Um, fans have been encouraged to social distance. We and they are doing that. Uh, I think everybody's just genuinely excited to get out of the house a little bit and uh, watch the boys, in this case, play some ball. And, uh, you know, certainly being smart about it with the sanitizer and different things like that, but really to just drop in on it, I don't think most people would be able to tell um, that it's much different than before. Ancillary, away from the game, it's way different. Uh, I was telling Justin in the break, when we came over the other night and checked into the hotel, the I looked at the lady, I said, how's occupancy? And she said, well, you guys have the third room in the entire place. Wow. And so, you know, there is some concern about that. I'm a father and a husband, and I have a, a 16 and a 18 year old and daughter. And so, you know, we're not just being reckless in our opinion and going out there and, hey, everything's fine all of a sudden. That's not the case. The same time, they have a tournament going on with an opportunity to play, and, and we're playing at it. And I think next Sunday we're going to be in a – um, you know, I don't know if it's a tournament or a round robin, but a competition uh, out at the Ash Center in Fort Wayne. It's, it's just an incredible place that we've talked about many times over the years, and that's going to run like Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, and uh, people are doing things differently. But as parents, um, we're just excited that the boys can get out and do stuff after losing their high school seasons. But, again, everybody needs to stay safe. Most definitely. Now, as far as at the plate, so you get your batter catcher, and then there's uh, the umpire is behind the plate, correct? Not behind the pitcher. That's correct. There's okay. uh, he's behind the plate, and the other guy's on the bases. And 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 Jim, we kind of expected it to be, hey, maybe just one up, mm-hmm. you know. And he's out behind the pitcher, and he's calling bases and calling balls and strikes and doing the best that he can. And that would have been great too. 
Uh, but they, they've done the normal setup where it's right there. And uh, when we asked somebody, not with the tournament, but just somebody with one of the venues, I said, hey, what were you guys thinking on that? He said, it's a great question, but we feel like the batter and the catcher are already within that space of six feet that, that to put an umpire in there. You know, they said they're, they're doing all their checks with the umpires to make sure everybody's healthy and, and feeling good and safe and things like that. And they've decided to run it as normal over here. Okay. Well, it's, it's great that uh, people can watch baseball. I mean, as far as your vantage point, you know, I had heard that some of the youth leagues were going to either remove bleachers or, or cordon off bleachers. Uh, what, what is the seating arrangement for that, Mike? So uh, it's a great question. They, there's a good-sized sign coming in. Of course, you had to sign a massive waiver coming over. I don't make light of that. You know that you're going to release the tournament and the, the venues from liability. Certainly, I can relate to that for my for my day job. And um, people have really spaced out well on their own. Uh, a couple tournaments that they're signed up for later in the summer, we received notices, hey, there are no bleachers. Bring your own. You know, our bleachers are going to be off. Bring your own chairs distance and, and spread out and and I would just say that um, the boys have played three great games and left to win them all. People on both sides are genuinely you're not hearing complaints of the umpires. Like it's it's kind of refreshing, Jim, with the perspective of so much going on in this country. We talked about some of the real stuff last week and the protesting. Obviously, the pandemic. It just seems people are just genuinely a lot more excited to be around sports and. And maybe it's a little bit more like it used to be, and it really should be. Well, Mike, the, the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, to segue uh, back to uh, professional baseball and, and what you are doing uh, with the Tin Caps during this period of time, uh, embarked on an initiative to uh, to basically have ballpark food available to the fans that, well, quite miss it. And uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your your Tin Caps family, five meals, and uh, in these kits, how this idea originated and, and where you're taking it. And it looks like you're already adding uh, different menu items. Absolutely. You know, we heard from a lot of people, hey, we... We missed the ballpark, and, and then we heard from a lot of people, hey, we missed the ballpark food as well. And so one of our teams that we follow and know really well, the Round Rock Express is a triple-A team down in Austin, Texas. They deserve the credit. They came out with this idea very early on. And, uh, and we call them, and in our industry, people are really open to share. So we basically parallel they're doing and mimic their idea. So each get five different meals, all feed four people. I'm here to tell you, the average fam four gets seven days of food out of this because my place bought two of them a couple of the times. And so it's a of the ballpark, ballpark stuff, sliders, the jumbo dogs, the beer broth, the pretzels, some of the Mexican food, beef brisket, marinated chicken, and then all kinds of sides with the ballpark cookies and brownies and and uh, popcorn, we we had popcorn a week or two ago because people said to us, we love what you're doing, but we can't get your popcorn. We can't get movies from a lot of And so we've got feedback. It's been really well received. And uh, truthfully, it helps us keep our some of our sabbers uh, more uh, engaged and around and things like that. It's been great. Last 
week. Number was down a little. We expected that restaurants to come open and come back online. Uh, but for the last week, I think we've been over 100 meal kits each week. And one thing that we've heard people is, hey, you know, I'm empty nesters, and we really want to support you guys, but that would be food for like two months if we did all that. So in the coming weeks, folks might see us, uh, you know, dial it down just a notch and provide a smaller option. Right now, we're just focused on the family thing as opposed to more individual-type meals. And now, Mike, if someone is interested in taking part in this, what's the best way to contact you or, or get involved in this? GenCaps.com, and then there's a link. It's the main story. It'll take them right to it. It's very user-friendly if it's one of these. We've actually had a lot of people uh, that have done it to donate. And so uh, five-star village out in Columbia City, uh, the first week purchased 10 to donate to the Parkview Foundation. We've had fans say, hey, can I buy one of these and donate it to either the Parkview Foundation or a first responder that we know and, and like that. So people, especially around Fort Wayne and Allen County, always rally around a great cause. And so some people have done it to donate. And so that's been cool. And it's really easy. Tincaps.com page, info, sign up under five minutes and and then you pick them up on friday afternoons you pick the time slot you want you pick some of the sodas and if somebody wants to add on beer or wine it's very user friendly and it's we appreciate everybody because it's been tough for us uh you know there's no big updates since last week hopefully the major league deal can get done mm-hmm. despite all the talk that we're hearing but you know if we lose this season we're staring down 19 months of no home games and the message to people is we will make it and we'll come through it strong but any of this kind of stuff to help is certainly goes a long way. Well, yeah, and it's it just goes to to show the strong sports community in Fort Wayne in Northeast Indiana that has you know assisted in in coming out to games and generating revenue for the three throughout all these years and to be able to sustain these franchises as as we have uh, shows the the spirit the power and and the loyalty of the Fort Wayne and Northeast Indiana sports fan over the years and uh, that's what will sustain sports whereas you don't have to worry from one year to the next where is this team even going to be in town next year or, you know they started and did they go broke and but we've got three solid teams in three different sports that uh, that show the resiliency of uh, northeast indiana and it shows so that in itself is great but yeah everybody's in the same boat comets mad and stink gaps all of them are you know we're, we have to all be unique we have to all uh, be creative in what we're doing and and it just goes beyond that it goes out into the community it comes right back into uh, you know the staff and in in keeping them engaged as well so it it's not an easy task at all but you know if we can keep everybody together if we can keep everybody rallied good things will happen you're exactly right and we are hoping and 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 really praying as we think about things globally beyond our walls that our friends over there at the memorial coliseum with the comet fans and obviously the other stuff with uh you know st francis football and and, and everybody can can get this thing going this fall because uh, it's great for our community. I believe the sports can help heal when people aren't online talking about people fighting over money and things like that with Major League Baseball. Uh, And the people have rallied. And these three professional teams and obviously the colleges and 
uh, Coach Kaufman and everybody that we're friends with all around this town really, as cliche as it sounds, pull together. And there's a lot of text chains that people would be happy to, to hear. I'm just saying, are you guys hanging in there? Can we help with anything? And sometimes these people think that, you know, we're, we're competitors in this. And sure, in some aspects we are for the entertainment dollars, season tickets. But the, the rising tide lifts everybody. And so it's been really cool to see some of those aspects. It's really cool. Most definitely. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, get back to your son's tournament. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the weekend uh, full of baseball. Thank you very much, guys, and we'll talk to you down the road. All right. Great, Mike. That was Mike Nutter, president of the GM of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, uh, in our Tin Caps chat. And uh, we'll find out a little bit more about what's going on, hopefully, in the weeks to come uh, uh, regarding uh, any kind of baseball that's being played. So uh, we're going to go ahead, step out, take a quick break. And when we come back, well, we're going to be talking with Tim Ballman, president of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Uh, we'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section. When dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL, opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines, but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country, and tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. At Children's Cancer Research Fund, we believe a world without childhood cancer is possible, but it takes all of us. And whether it's developing a groundbreaking treatment or helping a girl realize her dream, everyone has a role in a child's cancer journey. Just ask researcher Brandon Moriarty about his latest breakthrough, a genetic biomarker treatment. Children's Cancer Research Fund is a great organization. They provide funding to really dig deep into the research and make more progress. We were able to start a clinical 
clinical trial that's led by Emily Greengard. The hope is that these types of therapies are going to be more effective um, and a lot better tolerated, a lot more safe for the patients. People ask me how I keep a smile on my face. It's easy when you have so many great people that take care of you and support you. To find out how you can be a part of a child's cancer journey and a part of the cure, visit childrenscancer.org, a public service message from Children's Cancer Research Fund. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS, I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. It's easy to get a hold of us and be part of the show. Do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. 46862. Please put TS in your message, especially if you have a question, comment, suggestion, opinion, etc., 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 about local sports or one of our guests, especially uh, Tim Bauman, president of the Fort Wayne Madans, because on the Talking Sports phone line presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne, give your people Culligan water, is Fort Wayne Madans president Tim Bauman. Tim, good morning, sir. Jimbo, Justin, what's going on, my friends? Good morning to you. A nice, sunny, hot day in the Fort Wayne. Oh, it's lovely. We we should be out sitting watching baseball like Mr. Mike Nutter's doing down in Cincinnati right now. But uh, if we can find a game, we'll we'll go there. But uh, yeah, beautiful weather on you. June sixth. Mm, my goodness, no time. It is it definitely, definitely. Tim, uh, on Thursday afternoon, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, uh, commissioner of the uh, NBA G League, uh, put out the notification that the remainder of the G League schedule had indeed been canceled. It had been under suspension since March 12th. And what does this mean for, for the league and then particularly for the uh, Mad Ants? And because I know there was a, a disparity in the number of home games each team uh, still had facing them. Yeah, you know, thankfully, Jim, we we almost got through our entire home schedule. We only lost two games, and when I say only, they're two painful games because we had both of those games nearly sold out or would have been sold out, so they were going to be a tremendous branding uh packed arena and financial nights for us, so that hurt us severely, but, you know, some of my buddies in the league lost as many as seven games, so, you know, it's a financial loss for sure, and then when you think about some of the partners that maybe didn't have their elements fulfilled, you have to start having conversations with them about uh, rolling that over until a final, to the next season, or possibly refunding them, so it, it was a tremendous financial hit to some of the franchises. We are, we're blessed to be owned by Herb Simon and the Simon family who also own the Indiana Pacers and uh, you know without their financial backing it, it would have been much much more difficult for us uh, in terms of the 
league, the league has never been stronger. You know, during this period of suspension to final cancellation, we've uh, announced the player professional path program where we've added actually a 30th team, and we've already secured three of the top high school players in the country that will be going through the G League in some fashion. And also we announced the uh, the expansion of the Mexico City Capitanes, who will be joining the league. So the league's not going anywhere. I know there are some other leagues out there right now that are really struggling and and may lose uh, some franchises, but that's not the case in the G League. The G League's never been stronger. We're backed by our NBA owners, and um, we can't wait to tip it back off sometime probably in December. And, and I guess with the actual cancellation announcement, this allows for teams to then go ahead and move forward full speed ahead into next season, although there are still some questions to be answered as to when next season starts, but we we typically, the, the G League typically follows the lead of the NBA, correct? We do, and the NBA basically announced that their tentative start date is December 1st, so that means the earliest we would start would be you know, the 18th, which I think is, uh, let's see, let me do my math. That'd be the 15th. So I've never been a good mathematician <laughs> like some accountants out there. But um, I'm hopeful that we don't start around that time frame because that puts us close to Christmas, which is a difficult time for us to start. But anyway, that's all up in the air. So, you know, conceivably the NBA comes back out and says, hey, let's let's start on, this, you know, on Christmas Day. We would start sometime in January. So we'll follow their lead. We'll wait and see how the playoffs go you know they've invited 22 teams to orlando uh the top 16 teams will make it into the tournament and then it looks like they want to finish the nba championship time sometime in mid-october so depending on how that goes and how the virus goes we'll uh, we'll have a better feel for when we'll start we're talking this morning with Tim Bauman, President of Fort Wayne, Matt Ants, and uh, uh, Tim. In this morning's paper, uh, Justin Cohn has an article, uh, front page on uh, Indiana Pacers guard Malcolm Brogdon. Now, I, I was on a call with you yesterday when you indicated uh, hearing Malcolm speak about diversity and, and things of that nature, and. You said that you first met him when he came to the Pacers, I think, believe in a golf outing last summer. But even at that time, you knew that this gentleman was something special. I did. You know, I didn't know anything about Malcolm, and some of your listeners know I spent 26 of my 30 years in baseball, so I'm still learning basketball, and I'm still learning who the players are and who the college kids are and the high school kids are. So outside of knowing that he had been traded to the Pacers from the Milwaukee Bucks or or ended up with us as a free agent, again, I'm, I'm not sure how he got here, but I met him at the Pacers partner golf outing at the Speedway course last summer and uh, he couldn't have been more genuine and uh, right off the bat I'm like this guy's my new favorite player you know I'm still trying to figure out who who are my favorite players and in my career in sports I've always been 
attracted to players that this that I just connect with. You know, my favorite pitcher ever is Justin Masterson. You know, Justin now lives in Indianapolis and he came up through the Red Sox system and he he was just such a great humanitarian. So he was my favorite pitcher of all time and Luis Gonzalez was another one of those guys that I really just I just came to love just because of who he was. And for some reason Malcolm felt to be that exact same person when I ran into him in Indianapolis. So I was cheering for him last year. You know, most people are probably what? Victor fans or Sabonis fans or somebody else. But, you know, for me it was Malcolm Brogdon. And then hearing him speak to the entire organization on some of the things that he's had to face as a person of color in his life, you know, it brings tears to your eyes. It's, 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 it's simply not fair. It shouldn't continue to happen in this country. And, and really, he He's just asked us, people of non-color, to start standing up. And, you know, as I said to, to our staff yesterday, if you see something, if you hear something, or even if you suspect something, you know, it's really time for us to come to, to everyone's defense and make this country a better place to live in and stop the inequalities, which are just incredibly um, separate between the the. the people in this country very well said tim so what are you what can you tell the listeners that uh, that you've been doing to occupy yourself uh during this uh, uh hiatus if you will any new hobbies Ooh, or anything yeah, it's been a challenge like you, man. I mean, we've been working at home for three months now. So um, I think my pet, my dog is Hank. I think he follows me everywhere. So when I finally go back to work, he's going to be lonely. I might have to get him in to see a counselor, a pet <laughs> counselor. Um, you know, I try to walk a little bit. I try to get out and walk uh, as much as I can. But I've really started, I'm working on puzzles. In fact, I'm on my third puzzle right now. I was I was working on one last night. I just, I got to get away from the television i got to get away from the computer and i just want to do something that can kind of stimulate my brain a little bit so i was way and, and watched a little bit of tv but um you know i just encourage everybody that the main thing is just get outside walk a little bit uh, try to take your mind off everything that's going on and and that's been good that's been good for my mental well-being my wife hates me now uh, because we've worked at home together. And uh, from from what from what I understand, I guess I'm annoying. But uh, you know, it's you got to try the dad jokes out on somebody. You know, when I'm not in the office, I, I can't try them out on everybody there. You know, you guys are getting a little respite from that. But my goodness, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm getting out. But well, and like you, I I put one puzzle together, and it, it, I tell you what, it was a breeze. I did it in one day, and even on the box, wow. it said two to four years. So I thought, hey, this is great. <laughs> so you're on a roll, brother. I'm telling you what. So, uh, well, Tim, thank you so much for joining us and, and sharing a little bit of this uh, insight with us. And uh, there will be a Mad Ant season, and by golly, we will let you know just when that will all uh, unfold. But uh, you know, until then, once again, you know, we talked to Mike Nutter just a little bit earlier too, and in, in talking about keeping staff engaged and and being creative and being unique with uh, with our partners and in our fans as well and uh, in keeping in touch that's the big thing the comments are doing it the mad ends are doing it the tin caps are doing it and it, all throughout professional sports that's the key keep in touch with your fan base with your partners and and with your groups it's it's what you have to do 
Absolutely. You know, the state motto is we're all in, capital I-N, this together. So let's all stick together through COVID. Let's stick together through this this racism that we're doing, and let's try to defeat it all together. That is it indeed. Tim, thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right. That was Tim Bauman, president of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. And I uh, tell you what, let's go to break and, uh, and do a quick break so we can get Mr. Blake Sebring on the line. Uh, we will uh, do that when we return. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM. He is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban. Yeah. Come out and said that you feel like the NBA is the future. Nobody dominates social media like the NBA. You got guys coming into the league with millions of followers online. Whereas Joe Burrows, you know, the number one pick coming out, you don't know him and he doesn't have that presence that our athletes do, and that gives us a huge advantage. The Pat McAfee Show. Weekday afternoons from 2 to 4 on Fort Wayne Sports Station, ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 FM. LaVon Davis was born into a neighborhood culture of violence and theft. At age 19, he served seven months for his involvement in a drugstore robbery. Shortly after his release, a childhood friend and former offender recruited him to join the Ten Point Coalition, a direct engagement neighborhood organization devoted to the reduction of violence in high-risk areas. Thanks to the Ten Point Coalition, LaVon now has a high-paying job as a welder, and his once violent neighborhood hasn't seen a homicide in nearly two years. Imagine this without the office of the Indiana Attorney General supporting a local street-level approach to reduce our state urban youth gun violence. Since 2017, the Office of the Indiana Attorney General has provided over a half million dollars in grants to the faith-based nonprofit Ten Point Coalition's Neighborhood Safety Patrols. For more about the efforts put forth by the dedicated employees of the Office of the Indiana Attorney General, go to hereforhoosiers.org. At the crossroads of America, the Office of the Indiana Attorney General is here for Hoosiers. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. June 6, 2020. Beautiful day on tap for us today. Get on out and get active. Do something. Come over, cut my grass, trim my uh, uh, my, my edging and things like that. If you want, come on over and I'll, uh, I'll give you some water. Some Culligan water, probably. Yeah, yeah we'll do that. 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply text line. 46862, put TS in the front of your message. On the Talking Sports phone line presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne, give your people Culligan water is none other than sports writer, author, historian, Blake Sebring, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Blake. How are you, sir? I'm awake. I'm, I'm raring to go. I'm not as raring to go as you are, but I'm raring to go. Well, I'll tell you, it's this coffee. I love it. it I switched from Senka to regular coffee, and I'll tell you what, a world of difference. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> not quite as lethargic. I don't know why, but anyway. But uh, uh, Well, Blake, what have you been working on this week? What have you found? You seem to dig up more sports history and, and get angles on such sports historic stories than anybody I know. What did you find this week that that amazed you? Um well I've been working on one that I'm really excited about. I mean, but it's not ready yet. Um did you ever hear the story of Mark Vertz? Mark Vertz. No sir I haven't. And that's kind of what the story's about. Um Mark Vertz 
was a member of the 1980 U.S. Olympic team that got that boycotted Russia. Mark Vertz was a New Haven kid who was a state champion diver, and he qualified for the Olympics that year in diving. Really? And for 25 years, I've been trying to track him down and get him to talk about his story. And he hasn't been willing because he's still angry about it. Really? Yeah. And I've been able to get a hold of Mark, and he's now in Austin, Texas, and we're working on it. Well, and of course, and, um, you know, you're, you're perhaps one shot at Olympic, uh, the thrill of being an Olympian. And, you know, from uh, no fault of your own, then not being able to participate. Um, yeah, that, uh, that, 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 would, uh, that would etch deeply the hurt, I'm sure. Well, think about this, too. They knew about the boycott before the Olympic trials. I mean, you talk about, what the hell are we doing here, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why am I even, why do I even care, you know? I mean, and this was after the deadline that President Jimmy Carter had set for things to change before they could go, too, you know? I mean, can you imagine the mental game that would have played in your head? That's incredible. You know, he was second to Greg Luganus, of all people, you know, because you know he wasn't going to finish first, you know. Now with Greg Luganus there. And he was second going in the last dive, and it all hit him. And he's like, you know, all those emotions just crushed him. And he, he slipped up, and he finished, I think, third. You know, I mean, he had a horrible last dive, you know. Hmm. But I can't, I mean, can you imagine the mental gymnastics you'd be doing during that time in your head? Oh, it'd have to be incredible. Now, now was he... A uh, multi-sport uh, participant at New Haven High School, or was he uh, just... Uh, he was just a diver. He was a state champion diver, and New Haven didn't have a swimming and diving team. Mm-hmm. So he had to petition the IHSAA in, during his junior year, and their qualification was he, didn't, he couldn't compete. There wasn't any way for him to compete. But their idea was, okay, no AAU, no anything else so he only competed at the state meet for that one meet and he won the state title wow now how tough would that kid and, have to be and now, now going back to the end in, of the story i mean when he did he grow up in new haven and i mean was he at the jury pool starting one of those kids career? who was like uh he went to club olympia okay back when well, club olympia was huge you know and worked there and uh that's how he did it um so he would go to Columbia Olympia and Crossroads, you know, mm-hmm. when they had the pool, and he would train there and train by himself, you know. He would go to IU and uh, in the summers and take part in all their programs. In fact, he just hung around, hung around, hung around, you know. And then he had been told he would get a scholarship to IU, but then Title IX came in, and that changed all the scholarship funding and everything. And he was good. He wasn't as good as what IU already had coming in. Mm-hmm. So he went to Purdue, and which was just kind of just starting a program, you know. And I mean, he just there's so many things in this guy's life that just kicked him in the nads, you know. And 
Like, how do you recover from that? How do you build a life from those disappointments? Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing story. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be able to finish it in the next month. Maybe. Wow. Well, was was Doc Councilman still at IU back then at that period of time? He was, but he was not the diving coach. Yeah, he was the swim. Yeah. Um, the diving coach was. Um, oh, let me pull it up here. Hobie. I mean, he was just as good as Doc. You know. Hmm. Um. And I'm not finding it here. Um, anyway, Hobie, his first name was Hobie, and he was a Hall of Fame diver. And they are still friends today, and uh, he and Mark are. And Hobie's, I think he's 88, you know. Um, you know, he's amazing. And uh, he's just incredible. I mean, but can you imagine the disappointment? And he tried for two or three Olympics after that. And he could never, you know, regain the magic, you know. I mean, here's a guy who pretty much had to train all by himself all the way through. You know, I mean, he was he was always the out, outsider, you know. Because Purdue was not Michigan divers or Ohio State divers or, heaven forbid, IU divers, you know. He never had anybody to push him. In fact, he moved to Austin after graduating from Purdue, and, and some of the they went to train at this new pool down there. And the other all Big Ten quote unquote divers went there too, and he started kicking their butts. And they're like, "Who the hell is this? You know, <laughs> this outsider? Why are we? Why is he beating us? You know, he had to overcome all of that." And it's just an amazing story, and um, just incredible. And uh, Hobie Billingsley is was the coach, and um, you know, it's just I can't imagine the perseverance. Yeah, and, well, it, and then to have that crushing disappointment. And also, you know, New Haven not having a, a swim and dive team. You know, it's much like, and you've seen that uh, in the past in the IHSAA. Let's say perhaps a smaller school that doesn't have a gymnastics program, but they've got an outstanding gymnast. Or, or oh, yeah. you know, and you, you, we've we've heard about this from time to time. Uh, the difference you know, was with those is. Those kids get to go train with another team usually. The gymnastics community is just that kind of community, yeah, too. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a fraternity. You know, yeah. Snyder and Northside trained together for years. Yeah, uh, Northrop would, would accept kids in. Um, Dwenger's done that with the Lures kids, you know. Um, it's just, it, he didn't have anybody, anybody, ever. And it's just, I mean, like the state meet, he was leading after the first round. And they had this emergency meeting because the the state teams tried to get him kicked out because he wasn't representing a team. I mean, that's the kind of crap he had to go through. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Well, look forward to that story, Blake, uh, for certain. Uh, as far as what's your next uh, published uh, story going to be in the Journal-Gazette? Um, I'm not sure um, because... They've made some changes this week to try to. We're still going to continue the series, but we're going to spread it out more. It's not going to be for a week anymore because they're trying to. You know, they need the space back to to get into the, the as the sports try to ramp up and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, the, I'm not sure of the schedule. I know they want to continue it. They're they're really happy with the response and everything, but I don't know what the. I mean, how often it's going to run from here? I know we're going to continue it. I've probably got. I don't know, 60, 70 more topics to go, you know. 
But I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not privy to that information right now. Knowing you, of course you do. Yes. Well, Blake. Well, and I keep getting more, too. It's fun. I mean, the response has just been so cool with people coming up with other ideas and stuff. And, you know, luckily 90% of them I already had in mind, but I've, so I was able to add to them from what other people have come up with. Oh, that is. But, you know, great. I mean, there's always, you know, history's great. It's always adding more. Well, Blake, thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning and in rounding out the trifecta of uh, Mike Nutter, Tim Bauman, and Blake Sebring on the show. Uh, gives us a little extra credibility that way, you know. So uh, <laughs> we do indeed appreciate it. And uh, hey, let's talk next week. Okay, bud. All right. Bye, bye, Justin. Take care. That was Blake Sebring, noted uh, sports writer, author, historian uh, of all things Northeast Indiana. We do appreciate him and his take on things. That's going to do it for Talking Sports for Saturday, June 6, 2020. Many thanks, as we just said, to Mr. Mike Nutter of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, Tim Bauman of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, and Blake Sebring for joining us this morning. And as always, always, always... Thanks so much to Justin Kenny for keeping this all smooth. Don't forget, we will be podcasting this at ESPN4Wayne.com on Apple Podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.